Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here. This is Catherine, and I've got my fabulous five sisters here with me. My sisters from other misters, Kathleen, Claudette, and Whitney. How are you, ladies? Doing great. How are you? Great. So we do this on the Zoom platform every week. So I get to start my week off on a Monday with seeing these beautiful faces. It's such a blessing. And we're talking about fight, flight, or feel today, ladies. This will be a exciting topic. I think we may have even added feel to it. <laughs> I'm looking at Kathleen. She's laughing and now you're making me giggle. So and I think we added the feel because I have no fight and flight. <laughs> Don't let it happen. Don't start. It's like when you're like in school sitting at the desk and you catch your bestie across the classroom. Someone's just done something silly and you just lose it uncontrollably with laughter. I'm like right on the verge right now. All right, I got this. I got this. Anyway, so we added the feel. So the fight and flight is, I think, is a term that's been around certainly the psychology world for many years. I remember back to my psychology days at at Towson University, um, where this is a natural reaction that happens sort of mind, body, soul, depending on, you know, when something happens in our life, right? And it's different levels of this situation, you know, from stress to threat, trauma, fear. So we added the feel in, we added the feel into it because that's also an option to fight, flight, or feel. And we'll really jump into that today. Um, But again, you know, and, and it's, and, and I think it's something that also can happen with love as well when we're falling in love and we all handle different situations from trauma to love in, in different ways. So, um, and, and really, you know, in thinking about this and doing a little reading on it, you know, we can take it back to our days of our ancestors where they had to fight or flight for their physical survival, living out in the wild, surviving against animals and climate and illness and not having nearly the innovation or the Apple iPhones or anything like that today that we have. So, Flashing back to today, you know, back to today, present day, 2021, fight, flight, feel, it's not necessarily black or white. There's a lot of gray because, you know, like we were talking earlier, you can really feel all of these in one situation, right? It's, I don't think it's an or, I think for me anyway, it's in an and depending on where we are in life and sort of what the situation is. And we can certainly be conditioned to go to 
one or two more than the other, right? But depending on what we've learned along the way. So what do you think, Kathleen? Miss Gigglebox over there. When what comes to mind for you with (laughs) with flight, fight, or feel for you? What are you start thinking about? Oh, so much. The fight, flight, or feel, um, there's patterns that we all kind of get in to when, when we respond to what's happening in our life. And I was just thinking back to how often that I actually froze in my life, that I, you know, in relationships, specifically my romantic relationships, I would appease to whatever they wanted to do, however they wanted to move forward in our relationship, where we wanted to go to dinner, what we wanted to, just anything, I would just be like, whatever you want, whatever you want, whatever you want. And when I would get upset, this is the key. When I would get upset, I would freeze. You know, like if there was anything happening, I would, I would shut down because the old program in me, you know, we've talked about this before from zero to eight is how we're programmed to respond to life until we learn differently and become aware and how I was programmed is that if there's, there's any kind of loud voices or any kind of dis, um, disruption in, in my life, that there was danger and I was unsafe. And so for me, I just stepped back and I froze. And so that was like, but until, <laughs> until I'd had enough. And so it was a long time to come. Like I'd just take it and take it and take it. And I'd let that all build, 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 build. And then eventually I'd come out like a mother bear. Like I would come out attacking. I would, I'd come out fighting. And no matter what was said, I was winning. And, and there was no, like either I was, I was fighting, I was freezing, I was fighting. And then I'd flee. Because then I'm like, oh, this isn't working. I'm getting out of here. This is, it's not even worth it. Instead of actually having the feelings. And that's, you know, the feelings in this is, is the key to a successful relationship, whether it is in a romantic relationship and friendships. It's actually feeling through the emotions that you're having. Because lots of times those emotions that you're having in any kind of disruption or chaos or anxiety that's happening, even in work relationships, you know, all of that, our response is based on how we're, we learned from zero to eight, and to, unless that we've gone through a ton of healing and ton of change and uh, personal development that all of us here on this call have, or on this, in this episode have. And so I learned that in order to have healthy relationships, I had to feel, I had to feel my own feelings and then express. So it's not just about feeling them. It's about expressing how I, what I needed and what was healthy for me and what felt good to me. And there's certain ways you can express that. You can tell people to get out the door or you can just have the light on when you're recording and you can, you can just encourage people to be quiet while you're in the middle of a podcast versus screaming at them and telling them to get out the door. So Absolutely. I don't know if that Because I would be in fight mode, right? Screaming. I would say if you're in fight mode or flight mode, it's probably good to just take a deep breath. Right. Do Kathleen's three Bs. <laughs> Breathe through it and, and allow yourself to... So I would put the feel before, you know, you might experience the fight or the flight, like I often do as my initial 
go-to, like you were saying, Kathleen, but then just kind of taking a moment to feel your way through it or even a couple days if you need to, whatever it takes. And so you're you're out of that fight or flight mode, right? And that's what we mean yeah. by it. Like flight, I mean, you like use several examples just in case you're listening and you're going, what is fight or flight? I probably should have started there anyway. So if fight or flight is just sort of a response that our bodies, you know, and I'll add minds and souls really have to a specific situation, right? So like fight would be getting angry and, you know, going after somebody or flight would be just, walking out the door and not saying anything and the other person's feeling abandoned. So I have a great story and that doesn't have anything to do with a husband has totally to do with my children and Logan when he was in high school. And uh, this is a perfect example of fear driving your reaction and fear, you know, from, from old patterns. And so Logan was a teenager and he and a group of kids called someone a name that was very derogatory. And so the kid went and told the principal or whoever. And so they called all the kids in one at a time and asked them if they had called this kid this name that that they were. Long story short, Logan was the only kid that admitted that he actually did call the kid the name. And he apologized. However, he was getting suspended. And now I didn't have a problem with the suspension. But when they called me, they said, we're, he, because of the name he called this kid, was he was going to have a sexual harassment on his, in his record. Now, this was his junior year, getting ready to apply for colleges or to go into the service or whatever it was. And he'd already had some challenges, as we've talked about before. But I was livid at the school. I'm like, listen, he's, let me get this straight. And I was trying to reason with them. So that was just the, the talking. Let me get this straight. And then they wouldn't budge. And I was furious. I'm like, my son's the only one that was honest enough to say it. He's willing to take a suspension. I'm willing to give him additional consequences at home. And you're putting a sexual harassment on his record for this one time for saying one word to someone that a whole group of kids were doing it. I flew into that school so mad. This is where the anger comes because I was fearful for his future. I slammed the door open and there were kids in the hallway and they just like, they went, whoop, they went back to the walls and they were scared. They looked at me like, oh my gosh, within five minutes, my kids knew I was in the school and they're like, I don't know what you guys did, but your mother's here and it's not pretty. But no, so I was fighting for his livelihood for his life. It felt like I was fighting for his life. In fact, that particular record meant nothing, but it did to me because my son was not sexually harassing anybody. He was being a teenage boy with other boys who was actually, in the end, was the only honest one in the group. So that's just a quick example of what fight might look like (laughs) because of fear. And I would have to say in that example, though, I mean, I may have done the very same thing. I mean, looking back, would you have handled it any differently or did you feel like your fight really like worked for you in that experience as you reflect? Well, I think I could have probably taken my own advice today is breathe a little (laughs) and (laughs) step back and schedule a meeting with the school advisors and then taking it to the school board. And I could have done, my response could have been a little more 
thought through and authentic to my core values. But what triggered me is it was my core values. My core values are there should be a a, um, consequence for his behavior. And my son was honest. He was the only one that fessed up that he did something. And so there should be some reward to the fact that he actually said he did it. When the other kid, the kid that had the name calling, said there was a whole group of kids and my son was the only one that said. So it, it hit a core value of mine and he was struggling already. So I was the protective bear, as I mentioned earlier, is like that protective measure of me. Like I'm scared for his future because no college, no even military. If they looked at his records and he had a sexual harassment on his, on his records, he would not have been able to get into any of those venues. So it would have affected his future. Now, he's no longer here physically, so I guess, but they do. You know, later on, my, both my kids said there was no doubt that we were going to have consequences when, when we had done something wrong. And there was even less of a doubt that if we didn't do something wrong and someone did something to us, that you were going to be there to fight our, you know, to, to have our back. So, you know, I guess it worked, but. Maybe it's just me. I think your response was appropriate, having had to deal with something very similar to that at a much younger age and having that actually sort of be a a slippery slope to what ultimately happened. So personally, I'm sure you've given yourself all the grace you need in that situation. But personally, I think (laughs) you handled it just fine. And I think the, the beautiful part of that was that it wasn't like you were looking to have him not experience consequences at all, right? But, you know, I'm thinking there's a fourth, right? There's fight, fight, flight. We're saying feel. So there's fight, flight, freeze in the technical, you know, three parts. We're adding feel. And then I would say there's one more, which is I'm thinking free, you know, freedom, free. And that is about, and that's the grace piece of this. And not letting things go, because you you're frozen and don't know what to do or you just walk away but that you can get to a place where before you react you stop and think and process and you can free yourself from a response or a reaction because you ask the question about whether or not this thing that seems maybe important in the moment really isn't. And it's one of the things that has happened for me in my growth process is to really stop, ask questions, be curious, and then ask questions about whether or not this matters in the grand scheme of things. And freeing myself from even having to do anything And not because I'm afraid to or because I am chicken or, you know, frozen and and can't move, but really because it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. And so I would just add that one thing and parenthood, marriage, and I've said this before, are sort of the two relationships because they are 
on average, the closest ones we have, right? These are the people that you're with every single day, all day, every, especially a coronavirus, all day, every day, right? And so affords you this opportunity to really dig in. And I love what you said, Kathleen, about values, right? And I'm a, a values girl. To stop and really get in touch with how what is happening, you know, what values is it triggering or not triggering and taking the time to respond appropriately. And if one is not needed, free yourself from having to do anything at all. Wow. So I love what everyone's saying because, you know, I've been in all of them at the same time. Like, and that's true too, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not necessarily discreet. It's not point. black and white. I mean, there's a lot. It's, um, it's, it's all of it. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, you know, I, I think like there was a time when fight was my go-to and I realized that that, you know, outside of defending your life, right? I realized that that was, I would get angry, anger covered up my fear. And, you know, I had just this really intense fear and I would go straight into fight. And I used to have a saying, oh, you think you're my problem? I've just become your problem. Like, you know, I was just like, really? Who are you, dirty Harry? That's like a line <laughs> from a movie. <laughs> I was like, you, you think you're my problem? I just became your problem. Yes. So, and then flight, I don't know if you guys have done the Myers-Briggs thing, but I'm in INFJ and we have something called the door slam. And it's kind of like if I experience being betrayed, if someone pretends to be my friend and then pulls away, if I don't know what it is, it's just done. I will be polite. I will be loving. It is just done. And that's because if I say, I love you and you're my sister or whatever. And then I feel I experience not being honored. Now, here's the thing though. If there's a problem, let's talk about it. Kathleen and I experienced that. We talked about it over dinner and it was amazing. And I love you, Kathleen. Right. So like, you know, and it was just, I love you too, Claudia. I love you so much. (laughs) So, and, and see, to me, I loved her before, but I love her even more because we discussed an you know, awkward energy that was between us, right? And it went away, didn't it? it? Just went away. You end up getting even more connected because you're real with each other and you go, we can work, we can resolve. We got this, you know? Yeah, it just went away. You and just so work I, through it. It's just, it yeah. makes it stronger. It does. And so my thing, the feel, that's where I am now. So my go-to is to feel it and go to what I call the first cause of all things, which starts with me, in me, within, you know, so I go in and go, what am I believing that is causing me to feel this way? Because what I've begun to understand, you know, walking in truth is when we're in our power And it's not a life-threatening situation. There is no threat, really. That's an illusion. And if we begin to look at other people and understand that they could be caught up in their BS too, 
just like we are, you know, we, we would like to have some grace. Can we give someone else grace? Right. And, you know, and can we just hold the space and not take this negative thing that's being said or done personally, or can we hold the space and, and stop thinking just because you get a weird vibe, it's the other person's problem. Remember, you got to go to first cause. Usually it's us. It's something we believe it could be what someone else is doing, but go to what you believe about it first so that if you go to them, it's pure, right? And the attention for everybody should be, let's all grow together. Let's just grow together. So, but you know, I can tell you the fight thing, it's just like getting right back on a bicycle after a few years, you know, it's not that hard to switch to. It's just, I've lost the need to become someone's problem. You know, I had a couple relationships about a year and a half ago end, broke my heart. I was judged, but I had to go to myself and go, what do I believe that allowed this judgment, this betrayal? You know, just what happened. I thought I was more important to them than obviously I was. And, you know, so that hurt me. But instead of holding it against them, I went inward to myself and processed all of the things in my heart that even allowed the situation to happen. Because I believe first calls for everything, everything happens from us. So, you know, so in that sense, I forgive them, release them. And they showed me something from within myself that needed to be addressed for my growth, right? So yeah, no longer need to fight, no longer need to run. I tell people, don't run out of desperation. Walk away out of choice. If you're going to walk away, do it with choice, but do it to honor everyone's soul. So that's what I say. Yeah, I totally agree, Claudette. That, um, like, <laughs> what you're saying just triggered something for me is that, that the, the feeling that you're having, the discomfort that you're having, we have the opportunity to really step into an uncomfortable situation. We can either let it fester inside us and become angry and resentful, or we can say, let's step back. Just what Whitney mentioned earlier, let's step back. Let's see what's bothering bothering me. What about this situation is bothering me? And then we can move into the uncomfortable situation so where it can no longer eat at you. Yeah, I just totally love that because that's, I had something else to add, but I can't remember what it was. So Well, and you just just triggered something with me. (laughs) I was like, because how do I know? See, there's- Oh, creating limited stories. That's what it was. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're creating a story around the situation from our perspective. And so whatever demons that are still left within us that we haven't really resolved of our own shame, our own guilt, our own judgment is being projected out into the situation that's at hand. So we really have the opportunity to step back and say, what story have I created around this that is true or not true? Just like, what is the story? And is there more to the story than what I know to be true? You know, that, that brings to mind, that's awesome because it brings to mind assumptions you know, a study was done and 95% of assumptions are wrong. 95%. And so there's something called the law of growth. And so instead of, you know, fighting, 
if it's not life-threatening, if it's life-threatening, kick somebody's tail. But if it's not life-threatening, there we go. Instead of fight, flight, go into feeling. Don't be so afraid of your feelings. You know, um, when you go into them, you can go to the root of them and they can be easily healed. It's when we run away from them and we stuff them back down and we try to avoid them that they become stronger and stronger and they actually control our lives. And so the law of growth, everyone shows you, they're a mirror to you and they show you what is still in you that needs truth. And so I honor the people of this whole incident a year and a half ago because it taught me, it showed me I still had a fear of betrayal and rejection. I had to process those. I had to get rid of those and become stronger and rise above it. And they were a gift to me for that. So I've released them in love, you know? And it's like, when you start to look at every situation as mirroring back to you what is in you that needs truth, the whole perspective changes. We no longer have to be so defensive. We can just stand and understand that at our true core, we are powerful because we are from creation. We're just powerful. It's our birthright. We just forget it, you know? We are, yeah, we forget, we get conditioned otherwise, you know? And you ladies have, I'm relating so much to everything right now, what you're with what you're saying, and really like literally something I'm experiencing right now in this moment in my life from experience I had over the weekend. I went to a wedding for somebody in my life who's very, very near and dear to my heart. She is a dear friend's daughter, and I've watched her grow up. I, I almost kind of grew up with her because they had her young you know, like when I was like 16, 17. So anyway, very, very special person in my life got married. And there were some friends there. There's a group of friends who, you know, there's some relationships there where we have a lot of history. Since I was a teenager, this was like a family to me, some of these relationships. And some of the relationships are no longer in my life. And some, I mean, active. They're not my tribe any longer. They were at one time when I was younger. They're not any longer. And then some people there that are still my tribe and a lot of mixed emotions. There was betrayal, as you talked about, Claudette and infidelity and a lot of joy and love and really beautiful times. A lot of who I am today is is from some of these relationships, very rooted, very rooted for me. And we went through a lot together. And so now, like, like you were saying, Claudette, like looking back in my early 20s and how I dealt with things, it was very much fight mode, fighter. And then I would piece the F out. You know, it's like I fight and then I'm by, I'm out. And yeah, it's like, just cut you off. So I do that flight thing. I do the fight. And then I cut you off. And I've done that in my intimate relationships often as well. It's like, I'll fight, I'll fight, I'll fight. And then I'm out. <laughs> um, it's beautiful. <laughs> but I, where I, 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 I love that I can kind of giggle about it and reflect because of the growth I've done. And seeing now the place to be is in the feel. And that's where I am right now, processing some of these relationships and these experiences in a really different way today, the wedding was Saturday and, and seeing like you were saying, Claudette, you know, 
the blessing is that God, the universe, mother nature, whoever it is you worship, brings us situations where it makes us still deal with what's there, right? There's still, and I'm still, I'm feeling, you know, I, I felt a variety of emotions on Saturday from sadness to missing some of these people in my life to joyful experiences. You know, we've gone through death, pain, you know, marriage, divorces, graduations, children being born, you know, just so many things. And it's like all that was flowing through me on Saturday. And, and there is some still some pain left to deal with, but I'm getting to see it today in a different set of eyes rather than in the past where it was like just staying in that, you know, that I don't like them mode, that fight mode that now I'm like, all right, I got stuff for me to deal with that, that this is sort of brought up. And I'm grateful for that. But you're actually feeling through your emotions instead of rejecting yourself and rejecting others. You're actually feeling through those emotions because the only control you have over is how you respond. You don't have any control over how anybody else responds. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say I would live that same existence, um, Catherine, which, you know, in my early days was very much fight or flight, mostly fight and, and then it, getting to a place where I was like, you know what? Yeah, I just, I'm not going to deal. And the feeling part has come as a result of that, of, of doing the hard work, right. And taking the time, making a conscious decision that I wanted something different than what fight, flight or freeze actually brings which is where, again, where the freedom comes from. So feel through it, get to a place where you can feel what you need to feel so that you can deal with it. You can move through it and then, you know, let it go because when it's no longer, you get to that place where it's, it's not serving you anymore, right? And so you do need to process it. And I think Claudette's very correct. It's all of them. And what I've noticed is that the fight or flight is less and less. The feel and the freedom part is a bigger piece of the puzzle. One, because of a conscious awareness that that's what's happening and and wanting to be in a place where that's not my go-to. All right. And I think that's the the key that we, we need to grow to a place where we are willing to be consciously aware of what we're doing, to ask the questions. And if you are in a place right now where you don't know how you, what your go-to is, talk to some people and take some time to just sit and reflect on your behaviors and recognize what your default is. And then makes, if, if that default is not working for you and you're honest about it, not working for you, take the time to make the choice to do it differently just wow Whitney like that is wow that's exactly the 
the nugget that this whole episode is worth is actually ask someone for their opinion and don't fight with them. Don't freeze. Don't whatever your, your normal response is, just sit and feel and decide if that's how you want to feel or not. And if it's not how you want to feel, then you get to decide how you want to create your freedom from there. I love Absolutely. that. Mike dropped it. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Right. I, I, I just want to reiterate. Well, thank you, Kathleen. But it, I think it is so important that the piece that you added, which was when you ask someone, don't do what you do, right? That, that it becomes a moment for you to be very aware, self-aware so that if your tendency in that moment is to, probably all you need to do is ask. You don't even need to wait for someone to respond. If you're paying attention, you asking will give you everything you need. And one of the things that I have learned is that when you ask people for things, people don't tend to give you the honest answer because of the way they think you're going to respond. And so if you really want honesty and truth in your life, you've got to be willing to sit in it, feel it, and then move through it. So, And even ask for it, right? But feeling through it, I agree, is where it's at. We have two just gorgeous souls on this show, Kathleen and Claudette, who really are so gifted in helping people feel through. You both have helped me so much on my journey of digging into blocks. I'll probably actually have a session with both of you to dig into this block from the weekend. So bring it on. And that's how we feel through it. And then we move through it rather than like I would do in the past, block fighting and flighting just blocks it. It keeps it there. And guess what? Now, 20 years later, I get to see it again. <laughs> so and this is we're in, in we're a different way. That which we don't get truth on. Yeah. It controls us, you know, so might as well face it now or it's going to show back up. Exactly. Better late than never. So on that, that's a mic drop. It's a wrap. We love you. Thank you so much for joining us today. And please follow us at Beyond Your Best Plan. We've got a Facebook page. We've got an Instagram, a lot going on there. And if you haven't already, give us a rate and review on all the major podcast platforms. We love you. Have a beautiful week. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.